The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and you come to me. But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. John the Baptist, as we just heard, was pretty taken aback when Jesus asked to be baptized by him. Moments after my ordination to the priesthood last winter, Bishop Knisley, who had just ordained me, kneeled down in the aisle in front of me and asked me for a blessing. Thankfully, he warned me that he was going to do this as we were walking into the service. Not much notice. But still, I was taken aback that the bishop was on his knees asking for a blessing from me. In our initial reactions, when asked to bless and baptize, I bet John the Baptist and I were in a similar place. A place where we saw baptism or blessing as a one-directional offering. But a deeper consideration of the situation shows us that not much in life can possibly be one-directional. The other day I was reading a book called Beyond the Rainbow Bridge, which explores the inner lives of children. The author was discussing the sense of touch as experienced by a child, and she made a simple observation Whatever I touch also touches me. Touch can never be a one-way experience. The bishop wasn't just receiving a blessing from me. He was blessing me with my first opportunity to bless someone as a priest. Jesus wasn't just being baptized by John. He was giving John the opportunity to baptize Christ. We as a parish aren't baptizing Ursula today only so she can be reborn into the body of Christ and welcomed as a member of the church. Her family is also sharing her with us so that we might renew our own baptismal covenants, so that we might remember that we too are beloved members of the body of Christ. And just as Ursula's godparents have offered themselves to her as spiritual parents, She gives them the gift of having a very special place in her life. Just as we offer our support by promising her that we, as a community, will uphold her in her life in Christ, she gives us the gift of making us her faith community during this most precious season of her life. In Christ, nothing is one-sided. 
Now, some of what's going on in this multidirectional exchange that happens in baptism and in blessing is that we more clearly see and experience an energetic flow of divine love. Last week in the adult forum, Brian Litzenberger spoke of alignment. When we bless or baptize or minister or engage authentically with one another, we are aligning ourselves with God and with one another so that energy, love, the Holy Spirit can flow through us, to us, in us and around us and to others. I've been thinking of this energy flow this week on an atomic level. Now, I am far from being a scientist of any kind. In college, I waited until my last year to fulfill my science requirements. And for my final Chemistry 101 project, I turned in a Dr. Seuss-style poem about protons, electrons, and neutrons. And I just know that I'm going to meet a real chemist or a real scientist at the door of the church later who is going to shake my hand and tell me how very off-base I'm about to be in my attempt to theologize through chemistry. So with those disclaimers out of the way, bear with me while I tell you what I imagine may be happening atomically in baptism. Now, as far as we know, life seems to be made up of atoms. Apparently, smaller particles have recently been discovered, but for now, let's stick with what we thought we knew last time I was in a chemistry class. Atoms have a dense nucleus, and that's where the protons and neutrons are. And then there's electrons buzzing around at various distances from the nucleus. There's a lot of space proportionally between the electrons and the nucleus. And it was always my impression that this was empty space. But it doesn't make too much sense to me that a bunch of atoms made mostly of empty space could result in solid matter. So here's my theory. All that empty space isn't empty. It's actually quite full of God's love, of, of energy that comes from God, of something divine on the move through each particle of creation. I ran this idea by a friend the other day, and he commented that even scientists are baffled by what it is that takes up that space in atoms. But what else could be in that space but God? Of course, God. So where does baptism come in? Well, just as there's much scholarly investigation on the makeup of atoms, there's also much scholarly exploration on the history and the nature of baptism. We wonder what John might have been up to when he baptized the people who came to hear him preach. Was he baptizing as a sort of cleansing rite ritual, not uncommon in his Jewish tradition? Or had he created a new rite that had to do with preparing for the arrival of the Messiah, And what was going on in Jesus' head when he asked to be baptized by John? Was his baptism anything like the baptism that is now one of our core sacraments in terms of what was happening spiritually and ontologically in his body and his soul? 
And what exactly does happen spiritually and ontologically in our bodies and our souls during baptism? These are all good questions, really. And yet, I wonder if we can leave them as questions and just know that there was a common thread, a significant common thread between Christ's baptism by John in the Jordan River and our baptisms into Christ and the baptism that we witness and partake in today. And that common thread is and always has been love. Love is the goo that fills in the spaces of our very matter. Love between the electrons that jump from one atom to another to make light and life and energy. Love that is light and life and energy. That love travels freely between us wherever the way is made clear. In baptism, the way is made clear. When John baptized Jesus and the sky opened and God's voice was heard saying, This is my son, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. I think the love was flowing more freely than usual. And when the Holy Spirit lit upon Jesus in the form of a dove, I imagine the atoms that made up each person on the scene were buzzing. With love. There was divine human alignment going on that created such a space that the energy of God was able to buzz around with what may have been unprecedented velocity. And we are inviting that same phenomenon to happen here today with Ursula, just as we invite it each time we baptize. Each time we align ourselves sacramentally and in unison recommit ourselves to our own baptisms and commit ourselves to be co-caregivers of another soul in our community. God's love happens through us, and I think sometimes it relies on our intentional alignment with it and with one another in order to flow at its freest. Freely flowing, it infiltrates our bread and our wine and our passing of the peace and even our coffee hour. Freely flowing, it is condensed and rich and mysteriously powerful in the waters of baptism. Not just because we bless the water and pour it on Ursula today, but because she touches it and increases its charge as the love dancing around in her atoms mingles with the love of the Holy Spirit infused into the water. Blessed osmosis. In baptism, we are sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked as Christ's own forever. And we see that we are expressions and conduits of the very love of God that flows through every particle of creation. As you come forward today to receive bread and wine or a blessing at this communion rail, please know that you are invited to touch the waters of baptism as you pass by, to fill the spaces in you with its richness, and to add the blessing of your touch to it for the rest of us to partake of, For the mysterious spiritual chemistry 
that happens as we share this water. We praise God and we say, Amen.